Dear Princess Celestia, Today we learned about pathetic pegasi and mean mares, space bear-induced homelessness, homosexual speculation, and every seven-year-old's favorite 80s television show, The A-Team. Saddle up, everypony. It's showtime. Every pony, welcome to Friendship is Content, a podcast where a new fan and an old brony watch and review every single episode of Friendship is Magic. My name is Echo. And I'm Emily. That's me. That is you. And we watched uh We watched three episodes. I was gonna say we watched some good ones. We watched a good episode. Uh what? and then two you... other episodes. Hey, you think only one of these is good? Well um, actually, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> we're you. gonna get into it okay um okay one of them's we... good one of them's nothing one of them i have many complicated emotions on we watched three episodes we watched Ghostbusters. we watched dragon shy and we watched look before you sleep uh i suggested that we leave Ghostbusters for last because we have the most to say about it we um, have so much to say long story I short this so... is the trixie episode if you guys don't know that's this the trixie. Is... <laughs> this is the first trixie episode i forgot that she was introduced in like episode six like she's yeah i mean she's technically one of like the first like villains quote unquote well we'll get there we'll get there um yeah 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 i have a lot to say about trixie we we have we have lots to say hey disclosure we love trixie (laughs) i know some people can't stand her we oh my god i love trixie i have i (laughs) i specifically have a lot to say about trixie yeah yeah (laughs) um um but because we have a lot to say we would you hate us if we saved it for last, dear listeners? Yeah, it's true. We're gonna we're gonna save the best for last, and we're gonna start with Dragon Shy. We're instead. making you listen. We're, you gotta sit down and listen up. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. You gotta you gotta wade through Dragon Shy and look before you sleep, <laughs> and then you get Ghostbusters. But then you get rewarded with Trixie. It's true. It's See, true. We say reward with is... Ghostbusters, even though it's the Trixie episode. It's hmm. Hmm. It, anyway, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, Dragon Shy. This is a Fluttershy episode. Mm, I like her. Mostly, <laughs> mostly. Mostly a Fluttershy episode. I also really like Fluttershy. She's very cute. You know what's funny is that I I wasn't that big of a Fluttershy person at first. I'm like, oh yeah, she's she's fine. But as the, like, this is like my third or fourth rewatch of season one, like from the beginning, if not more. I, man, she's she's really climbing the ranks of how much I like Fluttershy, just straight up. I forgot just how endearing she is. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. She's really endearing, and uh, I think we mentioned it in a previous episode, like, she has some of the most character growth. Yeah! And some um, really good bits. Yeah, yeah, some really good uh, bits. Too the, bad there aren't the... any good bits in this one. That's not true. <laughs> no, I mean... There's, there's a it's... few... It's kind of true. Uh, I'm gonna go down the list of my no. Well, okay. The the Let's give broad a, a overview brief, of the yeah, episode, a plot summary, just a a little is yeah. a dragon is up on the cave, up in a cave nearby, and a its snoring dragon. is causing smoke to yeah, an adult dragon, not a baby, not, like not a magic mailbox. A yeah, not a little baby not a magic baby mailbox, dragon. baby dragon. 
Um, and a big adult dragon has uh, found a little cave to sleep in up in a mountain by uh, Ponyville. He's and stinking it up, yeah. snoring... His yeah, his, he is. His snoring is uh, covering the town in smoke, and if he continues to do that, they will be under like a layer of ash for like a hundred years or something. Wait, did, did they really say something like that dire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no, god. Like would, <laughs> it's like the stakes are not low on this one. I'll when we get to there in the gallery, I'll sort of say their exact words. Okay. But... Yeah, I don't remember that at all. I just thought I was like, man, this is annoying. I didn't realize that. No, it's like, oh no. no. no, no. Yeah, it's, like, catastrophic. Like, Celestia specifically reaches out to Twilight and is like, hey, you need to do something or, like, you Mount guys Saint are going to literally too. freeze. Yeah, it's it's uh, pretty brutal. Um, that's the broad overview. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Twilight has to gather up the other uh, main six and they go up there and fix things. Uh, but it's a primarily Fluttershy-focused episode because, you know, she loves the animals. And so she's clearly the one who's going to be, you know, saving the day because she uh, empathizes the most with creatures. Little beasts. Little little, be- little beasts and creatures. Little beasts um, and creatures. Um, but this is a big beast and a big creature. Because she, I mean, true. as we know from season one, episode one, she's never seen a dragon before. Yeah, yeah, she's never seen a dragon before, and the only dragon she knows now is, um, is, uh, Spike, so. The baby dragon. Yeah, so she's, uh, rightfully very afraid of an enormous dragon that lives on a cave and can smother Equestria, or Ponyville and Ash for, like, a hundred years. It's not great. A hundred years of Ash. Everyone uh, else seems kind of stoked to go though. Like, like Twilight's rounded up the gang. Yes. Where it's like, okay, Flourish, like clearly you're you're our main gal. We need you, but we this is this is a big this is a um this is a whole crew kind of deal. We yeah. gotta get everyone involved. And then like there's a montage where like they're getting ready. That it's kind of like, like an A team bit. Yeah, it's not <laughs> even illusion. It's like it, an illusion. It's like straight up the A team. Hey, I actually really. It's like I probably. The, one of the few things I like about this episode, it's really cute. There's some fun, like, flashy, like, stills of all the main six getting ready. And boy, those were, those were used a lot in the fandom. Like, I, I like, there were three of these that I, I'm sure, like, uh, not I'm sure, but like, I remember specifically being like album covers of like remixes and fan, fan songs. Like, specifically General oh, Rumble, uh, used, used the, uh, the Rainbow Dash one a lot. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's from Pony Step. Good song. Go check it out. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I didn't dislike it. I just think it's very weird for the target it's, audience. It is so weird. It's like, oh yeah, you know these like seven and eight year olds. You know what they love? They love eight. You know what? References. Yeah, you know what they love? The weird sitcom with Mr. T from like the eighties or nineties from the military. Yeah, they're like, gonna love it. Like there's like military like drums and like it's like. Um, almost like a parody song of like the 18th. yeah it's very yes. weird rarity literally puts on a like military helmet with like leaves and twigs before switching it out for like a a cute little just hat like camo some Board, kind of you camo. say cute i think that thing's hideous rarity girl what are you wearing i know you're I the fashion pony but like, come on. yeah all right <laughs> i think it's fine she was just complaining in a different episode about having green hair and then she has to do this. I'm realizing this isn't that hair; it's a hat. I know, but she's unless like, the hat uh, is made of hair, that's yeah, that would be news to me. I don't think it's a hat made of hair. Maybe 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway. So yeah, they assemble the team. They have these cute little saddlebags full of all their supplies. Uh, and then they have to travel up the mountain. Uh, and the whole like theme of the episode is like Fluttershy is so scared to do this to the point of like literally being scared of her own shadow like there's a bit where she is scared of her own shadow like during the 18th bit she uh she has like like a football helmet on and like a all sorts of protective gear like comically over prepared to be bumped and battered by things like exactly and is scared by like her door (laughs) shutting like it's like buddy honey sweet baby girl and then they, you know, I mean, honestly, it's not a super eventful episode, despite the stakes being really high. Like, they honestly climb the mountain, and they have a couple of, like, uh, issues where, you know, Fluttershy is, has to go the long way around, or, like, she has issues uh, jumping over a gap. She's and I know having, that you're like, gonna... the hardest time existing. It's like... Okay, yeah. honey, I know you can do better than this. Like, she can't, like, climb up the wall. Like, her wings, like, everyone's like, oh, you can just fly up, right? And she's just, like, too scared and her, like, wings lock to her side. There's a cute yeah. bit where it's, like, her legs are completely solid and, like, Applejack's just, like, pulling her by her tail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that pisses me off about this episode is in the end like twilight is like well why didn't you just say you didn't want to come and it's like clearly she did yeah and, and it's here... like it's like uh, i have issues you know, with the moral of this episode i have issues with the moral of a lot of these episodes yeah and honestly like that brings me to one of my notes is that everyone feels really mean to her like straight up like i know that yeah. she's being a little let's like fluttershy this is a little pathetic even for you like you you can walk buddy mm-hmm. but like everyone is so mean like like rainbow dash is being like straight up like side-eyeing it's like i've told you it would take forever like saying it like right in front of her i'm like wow and i think this is like something i forgot about just being you know so deep into the show and seeing so much is that like i guess they are kind of learning how to be friends with each other you know like yeah we don't see them being like the best of friends right off the bat like yeah it's like they they do end up caring for each other but right away it's like oh my god everyone's like kind of passive aggressive like the Mm -hmm. vibes the vibes are sometimes rancid with each other girls i have a feeling that the goal moral of this episode was like you need to speak your mind and you need to be more vocal when something makes you uncomfortable kind of thing yeah like i get what they were going for what i feel like the moral should be is listen to others when they state boundaries <laughs> yeah because like oh my god like all of so much of this could have been avoided if they just talked okay grant that's kind of the case with every episode of every cartoon maybe ever but i mean yeah in in a way yeah that that bolsters my argument where it's like yeah obviously it's always miscommunication is like the big thing but i don't know i don't think that the onus of blame should be on fluttershy in this situation i'm so glad you agree because it's i just man they were all so rude to her i mean and like yes we should clarify like she was being a little extra pathetic like couldn't jump over a gap that's like a foot long it's like and couldn't walk up a slope like it's like but I know. But hey, know. as someone who also has extreme social anxiety, I get it. And when someone says, I don't want to go, don't make them go. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I don't know. No, I'm glad we're both kind of like, nah. um, yeah. You know what I can bring up, though, speaking of that little gap, is... I was uh, waiting for this, yeah. 
We get a tiny I have little goodbye song. Yes, and I have a single note <laughs> on this song. I, hey, what's your note? Uh, my note says, I don't like the micro songs. <laughs> yeah, um, season one, understand... that, that is a great way to phrase it. It's that there's yeah. they're not full songs. It's not like a Disney Renaissance movie. Stop everything to sing about your emotions. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. here's Pinkie Pie. She's going to sing for 20 seconds. The end. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, the trees are scary. It's a little gap. And it's like, okay, great. Yeah, I don't know. it's, it's uh, just, what is it, it called? It, hop, skip, and a jump. It's like, this is yeah, a, hop, skip, it's a, a song in the loosest sense. It, they genuinely, all the micro songs genuinely feel like we wanted a little more animation and we need to pad out the time for this episode. But I don't know what to do. Just make Pinky sing a little bit. See, I mean, I, I know that the the first episode, it's like the idea of establishing her character as the element of, uh, of laughter, but like this one mm-hmm. just feels. Eh, it's like, it feels I have, like have, have Pinky having a moment. For me, like, I, I feel like this episode is peak trying to figure this show out because between that, like, it's like, okay, we don't really have full songs figured out. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if this episode came out a few seasons later, it would be structured very differently. Uh, and not I just agree, that, yeah. but it, I was, I kept thinking, like, this is our first uh, episode since, like, the uh, Journey to the Everfree Forest in episode two, uh, where they leave Ponyville and go kind of, like, on a trek. And that becomes, like, a really big focus later on for a lot of episodes. I think, like, I can't remember which season specifically, um, they get, like, a cutie mm-hmm. mark map that leads them all across Acrestria so they can leave Ponyville and explore. And this almost feels like a beta version of that is like all right let's leave our comforts and go explore but it's so nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> like it just it, yeah. it feels weird to me that like this is a complete episode because it feels like all like the traits of a something that would be there later or here you know yeah it's early enough on that i don't think they had the permission or ability to play with like big stakes like you said like where there was like a like a big trek later on like they didn't really have the ability to do that in a show that like they don't think is going to appeal to a broader audience you know like this is yeah. a show for kids and so you don't have them like like oh maybe something genuinely bad is going to happen this episode like they don't do that this early on yeah yeah they, they play it very very safe but yeah so after hop skip and a jump they like make it to the top i'm skipping a bunch of shit but like it's all really there, hey there's like no, just go ahead there's not much that yeah happens. They make it to the top, and uh, they basically each have a plan of what to do. Uh, You know, like, Twilight goes in and tries to sort of appeal to reason. Rarity goes in and tries to flatter. Uh, Rainbow Dash goes in and just kicks him in the face. (laughs) Hey, I I love that... (laughs) the way that she just goes in is like i'm going to beat your ass and then just yeah <laughs> like i think we need to set the scene for a second like uh let's describe this like bagel dry it's almost like smog from like the hobbit it's yes. huge yes. it's red it feels it's got very smog big big wings big spikes he's on a giant mount of treasure 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 it's this and he's got smoke billing on his nose it looks extremely different than what we've seen with spike like spikes you know this little round purple guy and this guy is like looks nothing like spike he's super angular and he's got like little like slit eyes that are reptilian and much more aggressive i mean it's not that aggressive it's still a cute little like it's cute but it's like a big scary Mm -hmm. dragon 
Yeah, it's a it's a big like when we first see it when Twilight goes in and like I said tries to appeal to reason it it is it's intimidating. huge. It's like Twilight's it's like, like the pony's like the size of its eyeball. Like this guy's mm-hmm. he could eat them in one one bite. And it's like oh oh boy that's scary. Yeah, um, Pinkie Pie has a little bit where she like dresses up in a funny outfit and has a really funny walk cycle. Hey. Where her legs, like <laughs> so, like circle around. I love it. She's she's wearing like like balloons tied to her tail and a balloon hat, and she's got like a party. Like a, like a present on her body and like flippers. It's just, it's good. And I love that we don't see her interact with the dragon. She does this incredible walk cycle, walks in, and then walks out completely deflated. Like, we don't see what happens yeah. in there. And it's, that's pretty good. And, and Very honestly, funny gag. iconic pinky look. I'm like 90% sure that I have like two figures of this exact outfit. That's funny. It's funny. Um, um, obviously, after all five go, it's like, all right, Fluttershy, you're the animal girl. You need to go in there and talk we're like, to the We're animals. out of ideas. We tried nothing. We're all out of ideas. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to. I'm scared of big, scary dragons. And they're like, you have it's like, to do it. Okay, like, but you're here. It, like, come on. Come on now, buddy. Yeah. Um, And then how does it... He... Is it just that like they're like arguing and annoying him and he comes out? Um I don't remember what exactly happens, but like Oh no, I think so I think like... I think like Rainbow Dash was like the last straw is like being get like kicked in the okay. nose. He's like, Alright, I've had enough, so he leaves his cage and his cave and blows smoke all over them and sees yeah. that Fluttershy is like cowering behind a little corner trying to avoid everyone. Mm-hmm. And he like he like blows smoke all over him and like knocks him around and she's like, "How and this is the dare last you? straw? She's had yeah, enough." She's like, "Don't be mean to my friends." And he's like, "Even though they've been really mean to me." <laughs> yeah, and he yeah, she's like, "Don't be mean to all of the people that emotionally abuse me on a daily basis." Well, <laughs> I don't know about and then that. the dragon comes out and is like, "Rainbow Dash kicked me in the face." And she's like, oh, yeah. And the dragon is this like really funny, like deep voice. I'm pretty sure it's the yeah. same voice actor as Big Mac, but it's like pitched down and it's it's very mm-hmm. it's very cute. Also, like this is the highlight of the episode for me is like 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 she's literally like trotting along his nose, like making direct eye, can- eye contact on his giant dragon face, like eye to eye. Like, yeah, we get to see some of this uh, what becomes like iconic uh, assertive Fluttershy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The beginning of her character growth yes. that we talked about earlier. Um, and she kind of, you know, like, hands him basically like, you gotta get out of here. Like, you can't do this. You can't bully my friends and you can't sleep here. That sucks. But, like, you gotta find somewhere like, else to t- go. Tough shit. You gotta go. And he's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> he he actually makes fun. him shed one tear. Shed a single yeah. dragon tear. Like... Yeah, and she's like, they're there. Um, and it works. Actually, I don't even think, uh, not just that, I forgot that, like, he just legit makes it rain from crying. (laughs) Like, on all the Does he really? Yeah, I'm looking back at the pictures, like. That's funny. Yeah, she, uh, she asserts herself, and he finally leaves. Uh, the one note in my, I (laughs) I have two notes about this. Um, the first one is, he should have had a funny hat and a big trunk suitcase, like a 1940s husband. Oh, I think that would have been really funny. That would have been good. Like, into that and like walked <laughs> out with like a like a trench coat. God, that'd be good. 
It would have been really funny. It also, really maybe, funny maybe that's something we can do here with the podcast is how we would improve uh, each episode that we maybe find lackluster. <laughs> and hey, that's an improvement. Improve, that's a good bit. I'd improve the episode by making the moral that everyone shouldn't be fucking mean to Fluttershy for trying to set boundaries. Yeah, and then, no, I'm, yes, I'm with the you there. the funny sight gag of the 1940s husband. Um, and maybe we don't need Pinky's song or like make it a full ass thing like make it a whole like montage you know maybe we, instead of showing us we, we, we do so much like okay we can get rid of it but we do so much <laughs> we do so much piddling around of like oh Flourishai can't walk that makes everyone upset oh Flourishai can't fly that makes everyone upset like it's it just keeps going on and on and like mm-hmm. we could have just avoided that like with like a montage you know sure yeah uh, my other note, uh, because they said that, like, uh, Twilight talks to Princess Celestia and say that he straight up leaves Equestria. And so my other note is Dragon Deported in all caps. <laughs> dragon Because they made deported. him leave Equestria fully. Just, like, <laughs> out of the country. Um, that's kind of it, though. It. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole episode. There's really C minus, maybe D. I okay, so maybe she's harsh. The the redeeming qualities of this episode is that it introduces us to dragons, but it does it in such a lackluster way behind such a bad moral. Yeah, like C minus, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I guess we should emphasize like this is not the last we see of non-spike dragons. Spike, I mean, uh, dragons mm-hmm. become kind of like important and much more prevalent later on. So yeah, yeah, which kind of uh... makes it almost like a negative that this was our introduction to dragons. Yes, I was just gonna say yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. C minus. Dragon Shy's okay. Uh, I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Here's a better episode after this one, though. Oh, yeah. This is a better episode. Sorry, we watched this a couple days before we recorded, so I forgot which one this was. This is the fucking, uh, it's the Rarajack sleepover episode. <laughs> hey, we are eating so good this next episode, because me being an Applejack <laughs> fan, she's the rarity stand. It's like, oh, we get. The both of these ponies being absolutely awful to each other and driving each other yeah. insane, but not in a mean, not in like an outright mean way, but in a pretty entertaining way. Um, yeah, they're wrong. Which is to funny because uh, I remember you made notes about this episode like a while back when you saw it for the first time, and you didn't like mm-hmm. it that much. Uh, I don't actually mind it now looking at it. Yeah, like uh, I, 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 most I like of my notes this. are pretty good. I think this is actually one of the more solid uh, season one episodes, but uh, we're we're, yeah. we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's describe what happens. Broad overview: There's a storm coming because they actually said something interesting in that, like the Pegasi missed a storm earlier and had to make up for it in like an even bigger storm now. Like they scheduled it in, which is really interesting. It's like a like needing. Uh, I guess for like crops and stuff, it's really oh, fascinating that yeah, like they like, need to pencil in like storms. It's very very yeah. Like it's like oh, it, it, I love that the idea of there being like somewhere in Cloudsdale's like a schedule of like oh we we got mm-hmm. the storm around here. Um, yeah, we we see we see specifically like the Earth and Unicorn ponies helping out by trying to get some of the loose branches out of trees that uh the storms might have missed. You know. Yes. Yes. Because that's that's a hazard that could knock knock in your roof. Yeah. Uh, and basically what it boils down to is the storm is too intense. Uh, Applejack and Rarity are trying to, like, down branches near Twilight's treehouse when the storm comes in full force. And so they have to go in there and basically spend the night because they have nowhere else to go. They can't make it back to their home. They're like, it's raining. I want to go out there. Uh, 
Twilight, you got this huge ass library. Can we stay here? Yes. Uh, and so what ensues is Twilight being like, oh, we could have a sleepover. We could have a sleepover. And so she pulls out like sleepover 101 and is like, we're going to have oh my God. <laughs> the picture perfect sleepover. Uh, it's just so funny. It and is like, so cute. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Twilight is so autistic and I love her <laughs> so much. Oh man. She's, it, honestly, like, even though this is like an Applejack and Rarity episode, like, this is just as much Twilight's episode too, really, because she's going yeah. through describing like, oh my gosh. So this is our first sleep bar and it has to go exactly this way, you know? Mm-hmm. She has a lot of things that she like specifically wants to do. Also, I very much like that she has a book for, like, Sleeping Parties 101. Like, who wrote yeah. this? I bet you, like, after Celestia's like, all right, now you need to stay in Ponyville and make some friends. She's like, oh, fuck, I need friend books. <laughs> I, need, I need friend books now. Celestia's going. lot. send me all your friend books. It's like she's going through, like, the royal library. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, okay, I'll written for five-year-olds. Um, how to make friends. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure, great. Like, I don't. It's all like you know, like Slumber those like American girl books. Yeah, where yes. it's like <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Just buckets American of horse. those American horse, <laughs> Equ- equestrian mare books. Hey, there we got there. <laughs> yeah, we got there. Um, yeah. So, uh, a lot of it is uh, they want to do various sleepover things, and it kind of doesn't mesh with the both of them. So, like, Rarity wants to do, like, mud masks, and Twilight's like, yay, okay, and Applejack's like, that's stupid. Mostly because, that's like, really they, got, they got really mad at her because her, her hooves were all dirty, and she's like, oh, I guess I have to wipe them. It's like, oh, wait, so you can have mud yeah. here, but not my hooves? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. You gosh darn, you gosh darn hypocrites. Yeah. Like, she didn't say that, but. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I'm just going to kind of, like, run through all the beats of, like, literally Twilight's checklist. Um, yeah, yeah, go the ahead. The ghost stories. Twilight tells a really good ghost story about the headless horse. Oh, and Applejack does one of my favorite faces in the entire show where she goes, like, ooh. <laughs> she, like, wiggles her hooves around and makes a silly little little ghost face. I, I like it a lot. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, Rarity and Applejack try... Uh, telling stories first but it's mostly jabs at each other like oh the pony who's really messy and inconsiderate kind of thing yeah, uh, I and guess then twilight actually emphasize... scares the, the yeah i guess we should emphasize them. that like <laughs> they're still being pretty mean to each other like the oh tone, yeah like the tone from this episode i forgot is like man they don't know each other that well like they know each other enough where it's like oh yeah we're like friends but it almost feels like we're like acquaintances where it's like yeah mm-hmm. it's like it very much feels like this is the first time that like AJ and Rarity have gone like time with like pretty much just them together. They feel yeah. like those like kind of friends that are like, oh, they're always with the crew but are not with each other. So it's yes. like we get that dichotomy between them of being like, huh, we've never hung out like this before, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course, Absolutely, I, I guess like this episode was originally titled Opposites Attract. Um, they they are. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? <laughs> the, those opposites do attract. Damn. <laughs> Um, and then they make some s'mores, and it goes really well, even though later on Twilight complains about it. Um, and then they play Truth or Dare, which is mostly, uh, AJ and Rarity daring each other to, like, just do things like walk out in the rain or, like, put on a floofy dress. By the way, um, I need to make a tangent. I'm so sorry for this tangent. Yes, go on. <sighs> I just made a note that just says, wet main Rarity. Do you know what the deal is with wet main rarity? I don't. I think I've heard about okay. this, but I don't so, remember. I, I don't even think this is the first episode where 
Rarity just gets so miserably sopping wet. Um, this is like a huge drawing trope within the Phantom is to draw Rarity with a wet mane. Like, in like, there were like edits where people would like draw over like different like main six or OCs or whatever with like the straightened wet hair. Like, I was so curious because this is such a weird thing that people just do. Like, I went on Derpy Boru, which is like a big like collection mm-hmm. of images on the internet, whatever. Um, and there's there is a category just called wet main rarity, and there were eight hundred and ninety four entries. <laughs> That's like, really funny. Why I I don't know why this is a thing and why it happens so often, or if it even does happen that often, or if just people are drawing it over. I don't understand. Is it? That's kind of I don't the know. Interesting thing about like early internet culture is like when someone does something and like said it was a thing like a lot of people jumped on board and that's why there was so much like pony horror stuff you know it's like people wanting to jump on the bandwagon with these like little like fun tropes and shit yeah like for some reason this is one of them and i figured i'd make a tangent because she steps mm-hmm. outside and gets drenched and looks freaking yes pathetic. she looks miserable she's it's, a it's like a, it's beast. like someone took their little purse dog out in the rain and it just got yes <laughs> like dropped in a bucket of like soup <laughs> yeah like when you bathe a cat yeah Anyway, uh, that's that's my tangent. That's all about that. I liked it. It was good. Um, after that, we have a pillow fight where uh, Twilight says pillow fight, and the other two use it as excuses to like vent their anger by just Warfare. demolishing each other. Um, also, Twilight just has like a lot of pillows. She hey she don't... she owns kind of a lot of pillows. <laughs> Listen, she's got her little reading nooks. I'm sure she's got like 12 in that treehouse. So it's like, you gotta have your That's pillows. That's true. Um, I, you know what I do like is I like how uh, it's shown how they're having the pillow fight. Like AJ gets a lasso and like yeets it over mm-hmm. and like bucks them. And Rarity has them all like lined up with her magic, like artillery. Like, it's fun. Yeah. No, it's really cool. It's very funny. Yeah. And they have a little pillow fight and Twilight's like, eh, this sucks. And then they uh, finally lay down to sleep. And, and it holy is- crap. <laughs> It is the funniest and most me thing where she's Twilight's like, all right, good night, guys. I'm going to go sleep in my bed and you two have to share this cot. You two have to share a bed. Like, <laughs> also, this is, so like, this is funny. fucking like fan fiction 101. Like, I, oh, I should yeah, clarify, like, I don't, I don't really like care much about much like shipping, especially within the main six. I'm like, whatever. It, it could go anyway. But after seeing this, I'm like. Well, it's no wonder why everyone is like, oh, yeah, Rarity and Applejack should be girlfriends. Because it's like, they literally mm-hmm. start out with the sharing a bed trope. Yeah, they have to share a bed. They're forced to share a bed because they're forced inside due to a storm. Like, it's very tropey. Yeah, but it's really, it's cute, though. It doesn't feel, like, lazy. Like, it's this cute bit where, like, they oh, keep yeah. stealing the blanket from each other and, like... Mm-hmm. Rarity like tries to tuck in the corners of the bed like with her magic and just like mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then lightning strikes a tree nearby, and this is sort of like the main conflict of the episode. It's sort of everything coming. I guess to like a head the climax, like, kind of like the big drama. Yeah, like this tree is gonna fall on the building next to Twilight's, and like the the moral of this is like. You don't focus too much on the details, but also it's good to be, like, careful and meticulous in what you do. And, like, 
Applejack is like, I'll fix it. I'll drag the tree down without thinking and like drags the tree into Twilight's home. Like so crashes big through tree the there. window. And now the storms come into their bedroom and Twilight was having a yes. nice little nap. <laughs> yeah. And now there's like rain and there's such big tree and like, uh, Rarity is like busy like putting books back on the shelf because it knocked the books off and it's very much like this dichotomy of like okay you it's understandable that like sometimes you can sweat the small stuff but like when there is a big problem you have to like you know focus Mm -hmm. on that and like it does take you know careful planning and being meticulous but like you should not sweat the small stuff when there's something so big yeah because because rudy's a very detailed oriented person like the episode literally starts her like making like little topiaries out of all the like tree branches she has to like remove which comes back because she turns the big branch into a bunch of little topiaries and then yeah they can get them out of the get them out of the house uh, also, Twilight, uh, with her cardinal sin of overplanning, is busy like trying to look through Slumber One Hundred One about branches the whole time, and so it's up to <laughs> yeah, AJ she's and she's like looking through like the table of contents and scrubbing through a page. It's like, oh god, the book didn't cover this. What do I do with trees? Yeah. It's like she's like, I don't see, I don't <laughs> see branch under B, and it's like, okay, Twilight, <laughs> you keep doing your thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's the, that's kind of them realizing like, hey, we've both been we've both been a little silly. Let's let's take a step yeah. back and and reassess. You know, we're friends. Why why are we being like this? Mm-hmm. What the hey? What in the fucking tarnation? Yeah, that's, that's what, what she, she says. Said. I yeah. believe that's an actual Applejack quote. Where she mm-hmm. goes, what, what in the, the fucking, fucking tarnation? tarnation? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had it on uh, children's shirt, like in Target. Like I, I remember saw... that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was the ghost face where she's wiggling her hooves and it says, what in fucking the fucking tarnation? Yeah. I do remember that. That was that was peak 2012, honestly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is dumb. A lot of my friends. A lot of my friends have this show. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. This, <laughs> this uh, episode is over. There's nothing else there. Is there? The end. Actually, yeah, that really is. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, that's it. I was scrubbing um, through and it literally is just like, oh, we're... Let's be nice. The end. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Princess Celestia, we should all be nice. Love, Twilight. That's that's uh, it. That's it. Uh, hey. You know what that means? No. Slow, slow, slow your horses. <laughs> I know, but I it's... know you're so excited. We need to rate the episode. Oh, right. Um, like B. I was going to say like A minus, B plus, like. Yeah, B or B plus. It's cute. It's, it's just, it's got good pacing. I feel like it doesn't like dawdle on too many of the bits. Like, I just, it's nice. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, like... I don't know how it would improve it. I think it's just no, kind of great yeah. the way it is. I think it's really good the way it is. I think the moral is good. The idea... Uh, Twilight says to Celestia, it's about embracing differences. But the idea of, you know, like... Yeah, be, being somewhat detail-oriented, but not too detail-oriented. That well, and also, like, I think she explicitly says, like, just because you don't have a lot in common doesn't mean you can't be friends. I'm like, hey, that's, yeah, that's sure. good. I like that. Yeah. I, I love whenever Applejack and Rarity get to do their do their thing together, just because they are so mm-hmm. different, you know? it's They're always yeah, just they're a great pair. Yeah, they're a very fun contrast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, All right. Now, but... Now Ghostbusters. Okay, Hi, yeah, everybody. yeah. This is my Ghostbusters segment. <laughs> Wait, what? What did you say? I said, "Hi, everybody. This is my Ghostbusters segment." Yeah, like this is this is the Ghostbusters episode now. Hope you enjoyed our half yeah, hour question mark for, of dawdling. We, 
Yes, we talked for a half an hour about uh, Dragon Shy and Look Before You Sleep, and now we're going to talk for another hour and a half about both Busters. <laughs> hey, uh, maybe four. Strap in. Four hours? Che- that yeah. sounds good. Ch- check the timestamp at the, the bottom. Check the timestamp. It's going to be a long episode. <laughs> it's just, there's just the episode just ends, and then we end up making an entire other episode <laughs> just for That'd both Busters. Uh, but no, uh, we, we have a lot to say. God, where do we even begin? Yes. So, I guess uh, broad strokes for this episode. Um... A magician pony comes to town uh, named Trixie. The great and powerful Trixie. Just like that. And tongue roll and everything. Yeah, she does the tongue roll. It's very cute. Uh, I have that in my notes. I literally have the R's <laughs> How do you type um, that? Do you just like uppercase, lowercase? Just a bunch of R's. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, the great and powerful Trixie comes to town and... I can't roll my R's. That's really funny. Um, and her whole thing is like, look at how great I am with all of my magic. Check this out. And she's like doing all these like crazy tricks. And uh, like I said, broad st- uh, we're just doing broad strokes right now. Um, her boasting leads to uh, a monster coming to town and Twilight has to fix it. Yeah. Uh, now we can get into the nitty Now we can get to the nitty gritty. Um, first off, it starts with a really the weird worst the weirdest, cold maybe open. worst open yeah <laughs> yeah the weakest cold open maybe ever about mustaches. this reminds me it's like wow this show was made in the early 2010s huh we see yes. it's it's just like spike trying to be like hey twilight have a magic give me magic mustache that's it that's the mm-hmm. whole thing it's like yeah. it's not funny it's it's nothing yeah, it it's is... nothing yes uh it's a very very crappy oh right i'm going through my list of notes it's mm-hmm. also like the beginning like sort of the beginning of like the weird spike and rarity shit that i hate uh, which will where she's like she's like ooh, i bet he's like ooh, i bet rarity will love my mustache and it's like no don't don't we'll, do we don't do that we'll unpack spike and rarity as a thing later on i because i have uh, an episode i have an episode later in this season that will unpack uh, that pretty heavily a, a, my our least tone, favorite episode yeah, in the series i think our tone perfectly describes how we feel about that yeah so have, have, um, we'll look forward to that um yeah bad cold open um twilight actually mentioned or spike while she, he's walking with twilight actually mentions that like magic is specialized oh yeah this i made a note of this too yeah i think he says something where it's like oh unicorn magic is related to their talent but mm-hmm. but like twilight you you know all sorts of stuff and it's like i don't is this a thing that's like that persists through the lore of the show or like i think it makes sense like, i think that like generalized magic like uh you know like lifting stuff up like rarity yeah. does is sort of generic but I mean, Rarity will do magic stuff where she, like, makes outfits, you know? Like, she'll, like, manifest things. Hey, and, like... real talk? I thought you were going to say where she <laughs> makes out. I'm like, I do not remember that part of the show. You didn't remember that episode? No! <laughs> it was the same one where Applejack said, what in fucking tarnation? Oh! Um, well, now you say it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, unicorn magic, uh, it's... It makes sense in hindsight, like listening to it, but it's very weird to see that. To like say it outright where it's like, yeah, if you are a unicorn, you have magic that is related specifically to like your destiny, like your cutie mark being Mm -hmm. your destiny. Like, well, hey, speaking of stuff to unpack, we'll unpack cutie marks later. (laughs) Yeah, especially like due to the fact that 
Twilight says, like, what if my special talent is magic? And so, like, that is why she's so, like, so broad in the abilities that she can do. Is yeah, because, like, I mean, it, in case it wasn't clear, like, uh, just to, to the dear listener, like, cutie marks are, that's the butt symbol. You know those on the toys? Yeah. It's like, wow, this one's got a, a butterfly on it. This one's got a ring. That's a cutie mark. Uh, and we'll we'll yeah. discuss more in depth the whole lore that is cutie marks. But but like Twice is just like a little magical star surrounded by five yeah. smaller white stars. I wonder what those five could mean. It could mean anything. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> the the general premise is like it sort of dictates what you're gonna do with your life. Yeah, which, which is it's a scary concept we'll cover yeah, later. Yeah, we'll cover that later. Anyway, uh, we bump into, continuing on, uh, snips and snails. I don't like them. I love, <laughs> I do? don't do? like them. I love their designs. Uh, that's, I don't even know if I like their designs. Uh, let's, I uh, really like their designs. They're back, iconic. So. They're iconic. The idea of, like, snips and snails, puppy dog tails, like, the idea of it is very fun. Like, I like snips and snails, not as characters yeah, necessarily. Yeah, let's, let's describe them. There are, like, these doofy, it's, it's some or a few, like, male ponies in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We have this, like, lanky, like, oh, I talk like this, uh, snails. He's, like, orange. He's got, like, kind of, like, tealish blue scruffy hair and then... Uh, Snips is like really pudgy. He's a short, pudgy round boy. With yeah, very he's this big like, little tiny pudgy bear. Actually, now pudgy that I'm guy. looking, <laughs> I'm looking at Snips. He actually, I really do like his design. He's funny. He's got a big cheek. He's got buck teeth. Actually, I think they both have buck teeth. Like, he's like he's blue, kind of mm-hmm. like the inverse of snails. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The main color of one is the body color of the other, kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, no, they're just two two doofy dudes. Just do yeah, little they're dudes, and they're heralding. They're bumping in the game. They're like, "Hey, th- hey, some big shots coming to town. You, you gotta check this out." Mm-hmm. They serve sort of as the uh, almost like a Deus Ex Machina, like push the actual conflict forward. But yeah, then we meet a uh, Trixie who is putting on a magic show in uh, the Pony Square, where she's showing how cool she is, and she does like fireworks and like you know yeah she, she has like this like makes, pop-up like, flowers stage and... that like folds yes. open and has like fun little decor and a, a beautiful yeah. purple curtain and we should describe like, very like... clearly like a vegas magician charlatan yeah and like we should describe trixie like if you don't know who what she looks like uh, she's yeah she is like this nice cool blue color with like a like almost azure. white blue mane uh, and she has, like, this really cute, like, purple cape with, like, a ton of stars and a hat that matches. And the cape is classic like with a, like a, a little Minecraft hat. diamond. Yeah, like, almost like, like a Sorcerer Mickey kind of hat where it's all covered in yeah. stars. Like, yeah, it's, like, a, it's like a, a little bit It's hat. a fit. I love when ponies have a little fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. just her Me iconic too. look is this cape and hats. Yeah, yes. Uh, and she's talking to the audience about how she could do all this cool shit. And the main sort of, like, issue, because this is a Twilight episode, uh, the main sort of issue that Twilight has in this episode is Trixie is like, look at how great my magic is. Look at how awesome I am. I'm the best. I'm wonderful. And Twilight is hearing in the audience people being like, ugh, she's such a show off. Like, her magic isn't that great. Like, blah, blah, blah. And so instead of internalizing that as, like, the idea of her boasting and, like, her narcissism, she says, like, oh, me thinking that my special talent is magic is bad. And so, like, I will not speak out. I will not, you know, like, 
uh like speak out of term like i will be quiet because i don't want them to find me as nearly as annoying as they find trixie and here's here's the thing i want to say about trixie Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. why this episode i have so many mixed feelings about this episode because i love this character Mm -hmm. but i feel like i actually maybe i'm not crazy over this episode as a whole because people like specifically the main six the ponies are like so discouraged by her off the bat i don't think she deserved this hostility right away like right away no, she's like yeah not. she's talking herself up and of course she's being a little cocky but like i feel like right off the bat everyone's like wow look at her she thinks she's so great good good riddance it's like why is everyone so me right away like she hasn't done anything wrong yet <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and it makes me like i was like taken aback i'm like she hasn't she just showed up and wanted to put on a show yeah, like, even off the bat, like, I would, instead of the moral being, like, don't boast and be a narcissist, it would be more the idea of, like, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Because, like, she she is very clearly, like like I said, like a narcissist. Um, And her whole thing is, like, basically boasting and saying, like, look how great I am. But, like, also she's relatively insecure about it, and, like, it's sort of, it's like a facade that she puts on to, like, f- like feel like she has more talent than she does. Mm-hmm. Like, we clearly see throughout the episode, like, we'll, we'll go more into depth, but, like, she she doesn't really know how to do all that much magic, quote-unquote. A lot of it, like, heck, a lot of her, like, straight-up magic is more, like magician like our human equivalent of like yeah. a smoke and mirrors kind of deal not using yeah, my like unicorn magic powers to do stuff like it's a lot of like you know like card tricks like yeah you know which i will also, say though she no, is talented yeah like i i like, think it's great we... that she can do all these cool things to wow the public she's an entertainer you know yeah exactly and like she like the beginning of the episode, like, when she's on the stage, is she challenges people uh, to, like, you know, like, see if her magic really is as great as it sounds. And she challenges Applejack, Rainbow Dash, and then Rarity. Uh, and, like, Applejack comes up and, like, does this whole, like, lasso thing and, like, grabs an apple off the tree and eats it. And, like, Trixie does this fun little bit where she, like turns the lasso into like a snake charmer thing and like hog ties like applejack and like she gets the better of her like using her magic she gets the better of her yeah um i guess this is where stuff like starts to go wrong because she is like kind of humiliating them like she is kind of being like hey get up on stage and i'm gonna embarrass you and it's like well that's not that's not very nice (laughs) you know but also yeah they didn't have to do that that's that's true like, she's like, who in the audience can challenge me? And, like, they're like, I'll beat you. And then they don't. Yeah. Because <laughs> she, it's like, she is a narcissist, but she does have the skill to back it up. Yeah, like, like Rainbow Dash does all these cool stunts. We have actually another great, like, a pretty well animated bit of, of, of Dash just stunned in the air. Like, I haven't made a mm-hmm. note specifically, like, of actually really liking Dash this episode. She has some, like, fun quips and, like moments and it's making like like season one dash is reminding me why she was like one of my favorite main sixers right off and why she was so popular it's like oh yeah Mm -hmm. i just think that the show probably didn't just age as well with her like she didn't develop it as well as the others uh but i'm remembering why she was like the face of like bronies and like 
just like mm-hmm. Milo Point in general. Like, yeah, she's a lot of fun in this episode. Uh, yeah, she's but a anyway, lot of fun and she's really cool. Yeah, she does all those stunts and then like, uh, she makes like this cool like little rainbow that Trixie like straight up like weaponizes this rainbow she made like in the sky and ties her up with it. It's like, hey, that's pretty cool. How'd you do that, yeah. Trixie? <laughs> yeah, like. Trixie has a lot of talent. I will say, and then uh, Rarity jumps on stage and is like, haha, check this out. And like, this, this is one of the examples I was talking about where she uses her magic to like change her hairdo and like uh, make a little costume for herself. Uh, and she's like, look at how cool that was. And then Trixie makes her hair like this like gross green color <laughs> like with like worms coming out of worms it. Worms in it. <laughs> yeah. Like twigs and worms and shit. And there's a pretty funny bit where she's like, oh my god, green, it's the worst. And we walk by like a recolor of a carrot top. And she's, who has like a pony with green hair. And it's like, well, I never <laughs> like take it aback. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's pretty good. Um, Oh god, speaking, speaking of like random fandom stuff, this is embarrassing for me. But I know the like dialogue of this episode way too well. And it's mostly because like, Trixie was so beloved by the fandom, like, right off the bat that she was, her vocals were used in a lot of, like, animation and songs and, like, Mm -hmm. so, so many of these, like, lines I know, like, cadence and word for word because of how often they were sampled in music within the fandom. Mm -hmm. Which, like, and it's wild, like, I think we should clarify, like, this character, even though she seems like a big deal now, we don't get her back until, I think, season three. Like, this is her yeah, we don't only... get her back for a while. It's either, like, late into two or season three. Like, we get her... She is a one-off character. And I think, like... I think I read somewhere that the writers did want her to come back at some point. But it wasn't a while till we see her again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Yeah, she made a pretty big splash. Yeah. Right off the bat. But yeah, fa- fandom favorite. And at first, I didn't quite get it. I'm like, okay, whatever. But as time has gone on, I, I've i grown to quite quite love her. And for, for another... Yeah. Uh... Another gay-ass reason that we'll get to later. <laughs> yeah, I'll get to that at the end of the episode. Yeah. I'm um, pop off. Yeah, no, continue. Um, <laughs> one of the other things that she does is she tells a story about how she uh, beat an Ursa Minor. Or Ursa Major. Not I'm a Minor, sorry. a Major. Yeah, she beat an Ursa Major. And uh, I really found it funny the way that she tells the story is using, like magic to light up the sky but it's in an led way which like once again very much alludes to like yeah it's like uh, like, like a, a neon Vegas sign. charlatan yeah magician. It, it's like a neon sign where it's like all like thick line art and it's like moving like a neon yes. sign would flash and which let's take yeah. a step back here like ursa major is such a cool idea like this is like yeah it's yeah, like it's oh a, yeah it's i fought a constellation yeah like yeah. <laughs> And I, I don't even know if we ever get this again, like, as, like, other constellations being, like, beasts in Equestria. But we see mm-hmm. it's, like, this big bear with a long tail uh, from, like, the, you know, the story of the of the Big Dipper. Do you, do you know the story of the Big Dipper, Little Dipper? I don't. Ah, well, don't mind if I do. Um, I don't know it super well, and I don't want to look it up. But I do know that, it, like, one of the myths of it is that um the handle of the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper is long, because I think, like, some god of a sort, like, grabbed a bear by the tail and, like, chucked it into the sky and stretched it out while throwing it. I could be totally wrong there. But that's, I thought that was a nice touch where it's like, oh, yeah, these bears have really long, not like little nub and bear tails because they're the constellation. Hmm. Which is, I thought was cute. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, that, is, that is funny. 
sorry, I, I should have looked it up beforehand, but I just, I love that, like, a constellation is a beast in this world, like, and mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. we get more of that, like, I, I, I wish we could have seen, like, Orion's belt, or something, I don't fucking know, hey, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe it does show up later, I haven't finished all of French was Magic, but uh, another great piece of fun world building, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, once again, like, the mythology comes into play, and, like, the cosmology, and, like, it's it's just a really cool world building. But yeah, so, long story short, she says that she's like, oh yeah, I slayed an Ursa Major, that big old scary space bear. Yes, and no one believes her. And after the show, because, like, the last one she challenges is Twilight, who's like, I'm not doing that, and she runs off. Uh, because of her, like, not wanting to be a show-off and not wanting to uh, be as disliked as Trixie. And so we sort of see uh, Trixie, like, backstage, like, you know, like, combing her mane and, like, getting ready. And uh, Snips and Snails come up. And they are just really, they're like little fanboys. <laughs> very very much so. They're like, and... wow. They're us. We're like, wow, look at this horse. She's yeah, so they're cool. like, wow, horse. <laughs> Uh, there's also a bit where Trixie has really funny eyebrows, like really <laughs> thick, funny eyebrows, like, ac- like very like, accented. Up- like she, she got like yeah, she like got her brows scene. done. It's very funny. It's very DreamWorks. <laughs> she the, got the DreamWorks. Honestly, yeah, you, could DreamWorks just, you could just sum up Trixie's character as being the DreamWorks face. You know what? She's, you know what? She's Mega Mind. Fuck. <laughs> You're not anyway. wrong. She's <laughs> anyway, even blue. Um, I know she's blue. <laughs> so Mega Minds. Uh, yeah. So Mega. I'm not calling her that. I refuse <laughs> to call her that. I think we you're see a Snips coward. and Snails. Who are like, this is wonderful. You're wonderful. We love you. And then they run off. Uh, and Spike's like, why do you believe that? Like, she's a liar. Like, it's like she can't. There's no way. A giant space bear. Like, come on now. Yeah. There's no way that she beat the Ursa Ursa Major. And they're like, uh, yeah, she did. Uh, she said like, so. Like, and he's duh. like, did you see it? If you didn't see it, then you can't prove it. And they're like, if we see it, we can prove it. And so they run off <laughs> uh, and they go find, they go into a cave and find a big bear made of stars. Yeah. Lo- that matches the description about. that Trixie, mm-hmm. that, uh, that Trixie did with her little LED lights. Yeah. Um, which by the way love how he is how he's rendered like he's got like oh, yeah. lighter line art that looks like it has like a glow to it where it's like he's got this mm-hmm. dark blue like speckled with stardust body with uh like yellow and red eyes and and stars dotted along his like brow and all the line art mm-hmm. is is lighter and glow it's oh i love it so much yeah it's it's a it's a genuinely really really cool design um and obviously they bring it bring it back to uh, Ponyville so that Trixie can fight it. And when it gets to Ponyville, Trixie's like, "What the what the fuck is that? What did you do? What did you do?" Because <laughs> clearly she's not equipped to fight an Ursa Major. Yeah. She's not equipped to fight a giant yeah. space bear. She's a charlatan and an illusionist and a sleight of hand magician. She's yeah. not. Um. Which, like, I think we should take a second to describe, like, her house, her, like, she, like, lives in this little, like, traveling wagon. Yes. Like, yes. with, like, a little she... flag. Like. Yeah, she goes from town to town, uh, scamming people, I guess. Like, trying to entertain people and scam them. Um, I love her so much. And so they're like, all right, Trixie, you could do it. You could beat the Ursa Major. You did it before. And she's like, 
okay. And so she tries to like use the rope like she did with Applejack and just like ties two of his fingers together and it just snaps it. Um, and it's made very clear very quickly. Uh, she cannot handle this. She lied. And the idea is like, oh, we need someone with magic to handle the Ursa Major. And so Twilight comes out and saves the day. She does this thing. <sighs> what? Do you want to describe how she beats the Ursa Major? <laughs> I was like, what's wrong? And then I looked at my notes and was like, yeah. Oh, hey, I hey, have a hey y'all. Part two. <laughs> hey, y'all. This is weird. So it, yeah. it doesn't start out weird. It starts out very cute. She, Twilight, like, uses the wind to, like, summon some, like, beautiful, like, musical wind chimes that blow through, like, the cattails in the in the grass yeah. to make a little lullaby. She, makes a magical wind lullaby. Yeah, she breaks the reeds lullaby. and makes, like, a glass whistle. Yeah. Uh, and it like, gets gets them all drowsy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then takes the water tower from uh, Ponyville and dumps it out. And then and like, goes through a thanks, barn. Twilight. You just killed the water supply. We're gonna there's gonna be a drought. Yeah, now. <laughs> it's true. No, and then it goes through it. a barn, and she uses her magic <laughs> to milk all the cows. <laughs> Which Twilight Sparkle uses her milky magic. Don't say milky magic. That's the worst combination of words. And basically, like, takes this big. She turns like the a, water like tower a jug. Yeah, it looks like a big like, like you know, like like in like cartoons where we have like like all oh, this our moonshine jug. This is our <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. Anyway, uh, like um, takes a giant water tower and fills up with with milk. Which uh, by the way. As we've seen a few episodes ago, these cows are like sentient, like basic other yeah. hooved denizens. Like I think one of them yeah. is like, "Oh, pardon me!" Like says it. A little, we're like, "Hey." <laughs> so, yeah, she comes into these people's house and milks them. <laughs> like the yes. how does do I even want to know how milk works in this world? We're not gonna talk. About I don't. It. I know. And then she feeds the milk to the bear with the big, the big jug, and floats him out of town and back into his cave, like a little sleepy baby. She fixes it. He's and a little sleepy like, baby wow. space bear. Yeah, he's a big sleepy baby space bear. He's he's huge, by the way. He's like yeah, bigger than most of the like, houses. Like he here's the thing. Like he steps on Trixie's like little carriage, like that. Like she lives in, and like and crushes <laughs> it with like one foot. Like cool. Now Trixie's homeless. She already didn't have like it looks like she didn't have like a house, and now she really doesn't have a house because a space bear crushed it with his paw. Yeah. And everyone's like, whoa, Twilight, that was so cool. That was amazing. And she's like, I'm sorry, please don't hate me. Yeah, because she <laughs> immediately like, is like, what? oh, crap, I, I just did so much magic. And you guys don't like that? She's like, I'm so sorry, please don't hate me. And they're like, no, we're proud of you. We don't hate Trixie because she does magic. We hate her because she's annoying. <laughs> yeah, they like basically like in front of Trixie. And it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um... And then it's revealed that uh, it wasn't an Ursa Major. After Trixie was boasting about it, she went to go read up on it. Uh, the thing that they fought was an Ursa Minor. It's and the then baby. we cut away 
to the Ursa Minor now being held in the Ursa Major's arms, and it is the scariest fucking thing this show has ever shown ever. Have you heard yeah. of long bears? Do you know what a long oh bear is? Oh my god! Yeah, like... it's like that with tusks. We were both taken aback. Like, which hey, we should clarify. This thing looks dope as hell, but it is like scary. It has it's the longest so claws. Scary. It's purple instead of blue, and it's still like oh my god. It, it's got like the same kind of like opacity and glowing lines as the other one, but its face is all wrinkly and it's got long teeth. And, like, if he's holding that baby thing that is drinking uh-huh. the water, this is, like, the size of, like, the Empire State the wa- Building. <laughs> yeah, the water tower is the size of, like, one of his smaller teeth. Yeah, like, this thing's massive. A water tower. This thing is huge and so fucking scary. And a threat to Just society. Just the scariest thing. <laughs> like, they, it's so bad. Like, oh, my God. Like, for I hate looking at it. <laughs> I love looking at it, actually, because it is so... I hate it. <laughs> I think it's great. But yeah, it's like, wow, she didn't she didn't even beat Nurse Major. She didn't even beat Nurse Minor. This is Yeah, she couldn't even beat Nurse Minor. Yeah, she she couldn't even beat Nurse Minor. She doesn't even have an air fryer. She, she doesn't, clearly she couldn't even beat Nurse Minor. <laughs> um draw Twilight Sparkle's face, but like the Iron Man like oh, clearly she doesn't know. Absolutely. Surely um, that exists, yeah, right? So then uh, probably. Anyway. And then She's like, yeah, well, uh, I beat the Ursa Minor and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're, and she's you're like, welcome. yeah. And Trixie's like, I'll be back one day, Ponyville citizens. And she throws the smoke bomb down. And then you still see her when the smoke <laughs> clears, just like running as it's fast as she can. It's a cute bit where it's like, oh, she disappeared with a flash, except she just absolutely, she's just running away. It's, it's smoke and mirrors. Her thing is smoke and mirrors. Uh, and yes. she's ran out of town, presumably homeless, because a giant space bear crushed her house. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't have a home or a uh, stage to perform out of anymore, so she just kind of runs off. Um, and that's the end of the episode. And here's here's the thing. Like, this whole episode is very much framed where, like, Trixie's like, wow, this is a villain. Like, I remember I, I have, like, a poster, I think, from season two, question mark? Oh, that has, like, oh, it's all the antagonists of, like, capital A antagonists that are just, like, you know, in fight with the friends. And she's, like, one of the front and center characters. Like, she's supposed to be, like, a capital V villain. And I just don't see her that way. I that just... rocks. I love that for her. <laughs> like, I feel like everyone is so unfair to her, Raph, that, like, I, honestly, like, Snips and Snails were, like, did way more damage than Trixie did this entire episode. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, honestly, Trixie's main sin is that she's annoying. And it's like, cool, I am too. I guess I'm a villain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, everybody's annoying sometimes. It should have... It. I don't know. And I guess, like, the main thing for me is, like, I, I love... I've grown to I love Trixie as a character. And there's so many things that I like in this episode that are introduced mm-hmm. to just equestria as a whole with lore and characters but like i think i don't like the episode like as a whole like if this like if this like moral was put into like quote unquote like a different like situation i don't think i'd like it because it's like it's so muddy to me i was like i i just maybe i'm like empathizing with her too much but it's like i don't think she did anything wrong off the bat like yeah she she definitely shouldn't have like lied you know about like you know don't talk yourself up that much and don't be outright like rude to people that you put on stage you know like be be a little more humble yeah. but it's like i don't know i don't know i could be just rambling <laughs> do you know what i mean i don't even know what 
the idea of like it's like the point of the episode was because it's like uh, i think one of the things we said while you're watching it is like trixie's like narcissism and boasting is identical to what rainbow dash does all of the time <laughs> that is <laughs> now that you put it it's like identical. that yeah it's the same character but like one has magic and one has flying and it's it's frustrating that they like put her in that kind of light and like i get that it was mostly just to like introduce a cool rival to twilight and also to like uh introduce the ursa the ursa minor and the ursa major but like mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like they could have done it differently if they wanted her to be a villain maybe like yeah like she could have accidentally like brought the ursa minor it, exactly of, like, like i think like she's done rest- nothing wrong exactly like i think restructuring this episode would help like a lot like either yeah. either make it so that she like messes up like sooner or make it so that people aren't like so that the main six aren't so hostile like right off the bat you know yeah. Because it's, like, I think because... Or make her do something, like, overtly mean during yes, her, like, Yes, like, right away to be like, oh, yeah, she sucks, you know? But Because, like, I feel like just right away, they're not giving her a chance, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, she just kind of, uh, like I said, her main sin is that she's annoying sometimes. Um, and a little bit prideful. And, uh, you know what that is, honestly? What? Transphobia. <laughs> Here we go. It's time, everybody. It's time. This is where we lose like half the audience. Uh, I don't care. We need to talk about. We need to talk about how Trixie Lulamoon. Trixie Lulamoon is trans. She is a trans woman. Well, kind of. And I love her. <laughs> she's great, and I love her. And she's never done anything wrong, especially not in this episode. Should we give some context? Yes. Yes. Uh, so, <sighs> I tried looking it up. The main thing that I could find is. Uh, it's like the idea of the sparkles in the eyes. Like she yeah. only has one. Yeah, like here, here's what I most... found. Yeah. Yeah, like where it, it's fine because her eyes do look different. Like they have a lot of the like main uh, mares in the show have a gradient on their eyes and two like little stripes that accent. It's very cute. Uh, but Trixie's eyes don't have that. It's just a solid gradient, no stripes. Uh, and like her eye highlights are just, there's just one. Mostly mares have two. Uh, and it usually yes. this isn't a this isn't like law. It's just design. Um, usually a lot of the stallions, the the male ponies in the show, have one eye highlight, and Trixie has one eye mm-hmm. highlight. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess like uh, Lauren Faust herself tweeted out and said that yeah, one of the characters from season one we did imagine to be trans. So a and lot that's of her baby, a lot of people, myself included, are like, why not Trixie, huh? Yeah, What's... that's my uh, that's my girl, and yeah. she has at this point like she's been lashed onto by so many trans women. Yeah, um, specifically Violet Pony, mm-hmm. who uh, I will say honestly helped me get back into My Little Pony. Yeah, I uh, um, just let's... like listening to her music. Can we take a little Violet Pony detour? <laughs> sure, absolutely. Um, Violet Pony is this fantastic musician. We really really mm-hmm. like their work. Um, uh, made the song if you my part Antonymph, which is an awesome song focused on fluttershy about embracing just stuff liking things wearing your heart on your sleeve and basically cringe culture be damned enjoy enjoy what do you what you like and the entire album is is from an album called cutie marks which talks about different tropes in in both her life and everyone's lives but also using them through the characters of the show and it is probably my favorite album like of all time 
Uh, I don't want to talk how much that album has made me cry, but it's made me cry a whole lot. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm it's pretty sure like album. one of like Violet Pony's like either straight up names or nicknames is like Trixie and Lulu Moon. Like very, very her, much has latched he, on to Trixie as a character. Uh, yeah, she I and a queer her icon name is actually yeah her name. I think believe she did actually change her name to Trixie Lulu Moon. Like that's her middle and last name. We, we could remember. be wrong, but yes, made many songs about Trixie that we really really like. And again, I think is just like a character that a lot of queer fans have latched onto because like we feel like she wasn't given like proper uh you know like her given her dues you know was misjudged and and also you mm-hmm. know all the things we're like huh huh the stars gonna be trans like <laughs> i know uh, a lot of people have mentioned that tr- the tweet saying that a season one character was intended to be trans and i i think a lot of people say i think it's like caramel caramel there's it's some background character that has the same exact main style cutie mark colors like uh, to a t like to the hex code be shown as a mayor and a stallion but like that could just be like uh we need a character in the background like you know um mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. <laughs> at, at this point like the character like the background ponies weren't characters in the show they kind of do become characters of their own as they go on but at the time it's like all right we're making a flash show uh we need a crowd here are some models you know mm-hmm. yeah so it's like uh, and who like, knows that shows a lot with like derpy just randomly in crowds and like uh what is it lyra and bonbon yeah like and just kind of showing up in places yeah i like i i know way too many of the background points both by like official name and like quote unquote like fandom name um mm-hmm. but and anyway also yeah. uh also, throughout the uh, this podcast, I know that I personally will be referring to her as Derpy Hooves. I know that there was like right. some yeah. minor controversy with that, blah, blah, blah. It's... I am someone with, uh, you know, just various mental illnesses, and I feel comfortable calling her yeah, Derpy Hooves. So I'm going I was, to be doing that. I was wondering when we were going to bring that up. It's uh, uh, Some yeah. people are uncomfortable by calling Derpy Derpy because they feel like it's ableist. And it's like, I 100% right. see where that's coming from. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I can see how it can be um perceived disabledist and it's yes, hard for me to talk yeah. because i mean i do have i am neurodivergent uh yeah I, both of us are both of us are. so it's like it, it's hard for me to talk on it i i will be calling her derpy i absolutely mean no offense yeah. by saying that i know a lot of people call her bubbles or ditsy do or like she's got so many muffins a lot of people call her different names and i i say mm-hmm. more power to you i don't think there's any raw like as long as you're not calling yeah, her like slurs like call her yeah whatever you like i i will continue to call her derpy because i know a lot of people have embraced that name as like a positive like i i've seen a lot of people mm-hmm. straight up say it like you know derpy is like someone they associate with um which yeah, if you, i don't know if we talked about in season one derpy is a background character that had uh, she is a gray pegasus with yellow hair uh that had an animation error that made her all cross-eyed just just mm-hmm. on total yep. accident uh, and she she hasn't been cross-eyed since but we'll we'll get there We'll we'll get to the really? saga. I thought she. I thought yeah. that was like a consistency thing. Not yet. Not yet. I'll pull, I'll no. point it out when we get there. But oh, where we're at in the yeah yeah yeah. yeah oh yeah. yes yes in in the show like it was at that point of anime, it was just an animation error. But anyway yeah right. um, okay that yeah that's that's another like background character that uh we'll we'll be using the name Derpy just because that's mostly yeah. what she's known as. And again we totally do not intend any sort of like harm or ableism with that at all. Yeah absolutely. Like you said, we're both very neurodivergent, so, like, you know, we get it. Our brains but are slush. I just wanted to... Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
anyway, yeah. I just wanted to cover that real fast. Yeah, it's there was a good good point. I was I was wondering when we should do that, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, Trixie is kind of a a, a gay trans icon, and later on yeah. when we get more Trixie, I'm so excited because she bonds and has episodes with uh, a character Starlight that I honestly don't know that mm. much about. I didn't get that far in the show to know Starlight well, but. I'm excited to be able to get to that point because it means more Trixie, more fun. Yeah, just from sort of having a pony Twitter, I know that that's like the main Trixie ship is her and Starlight. Mm-hmm, Star Trek. <laughs> I mean, I know that's I know a, a, a trans for trans lesbian couple that got tattoos of Trixie's cutie mark and and uh, Starlight's cutie mark. Like, I love trans women so much. Boy. And we we love this this gay also, horse. I, I think I've said it a couple times. I love Trixie so much because I am a trans woman, and like, <laughs> boy howdy, I relate Wait, to what? her so hard. You're trans. <laughs> imagine imagine we're three episodes in and like three years into our friendship, and you're like, hang on. You're like, hey, what? why didn't you tell me sooner? You never told me that. I disconnect. Really I'm funny. like, oh my god, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh. Hey, we. If it isn't clear, we say trans rights on the show, baby. These horses are gay. And if they're not gay, they love you for being gay. Or straight. We love... Yeah. You know. Hey, just be you. The only time they're not gay is when they're trans. <laughs> One wow. or the other. No other choice. Uh, Emily mentioned wheel. the main... Emily mentioned the main six earlier and not getting into ships. I have a ship and it's called the main six. <laughs> it's so, it is so funny. Like how, how Echo is so... She's like, yeah, they all love each other uh, and they're all yeah. gay. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. They're they whatever. Like, here's the thing. Like, I I have a few of the main six. Like, I uh I am ride or die for cheese pie. Hey, I want them on a shirt. Ride or die um, for cheese pie. I, I know. We'll get there. We'll... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then That's I realized, like, be the episode you... that makes Emily mad. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be livid. I'm gonna be. Yeah, you That's... are. That. Oh my god, it's so far off too. I'm gonna be insufferable. It is. I hope you guys are excited for me to be insufferable when we talk about the Weird Al Yankovic pony. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Did you know it's a Weird hey, Al Yankovic know... pony? Yeah. If you don't know anything about My Little Pony and this is your first uh, introduction to it, first of all, wild. Yeah. Wild choice to listen to <laughs> and our if podcast anything, as your first Hey, I'm honored. We're insufferable. We're glad yeah, to have you. Uh, second of all, there is a there is a uh, pony uh, that is voiced by Weird Al Yankovic. And he fucks. Um, he's he's pretty good. He's he and does I it don't and mean metaphorically. Well. I mean, I do, but like. Does he fuck? Oh, right. <laughs> we'll get yeah, there. I guess technically, I guess technically, he canonically. The pause. Just, we'll get does there. Does cheese sandwich fuck? <laughs> hey, sidebar. Does, hey. Does, does cheese sandwich have sex? <laughs> does cheese sandwich? No. Um, hey, have we declared that this show's not rated E for everyone? Oh yeah, no. On uh, everywhere that podcasts are available, where you can consume this podcast, uh, it's all gonna be labeled. Okay, because like, hey, I think it's great that little kids can enjoy a show, and it is literally meant for children. Don't be that weird about a show for children. That's true. But we are adults. But we I will are... also say, yeah. I will also say that yes, we are adults talking about this uh, show, and also there's like this show is made for children, but also it's kind of made for adults to watch it as well it's because no eight year old is gonna know what the A team is. <laughs> Hey, what a way to tie it in a little bow, huh? You brought us right back yeah. home. Yeah. What do we? It's true. What do we rate Ghostbusters uh, as a grade? A. A, a plus. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. 
Because here's the be, thing. We're not rating Trixie. We're not rating Trixie because we give her an S with a gold star. Trixie gets an S, right? We, give, we yeah. wrap her up in a little blanket and tuck her in and be like, you're the best. We love you. Yeah. We're like rating the, the episode. episode. I talked about the where the Jesus ponies, where they're all wrapped up and swaddled. <laughs> Pony <laughs> anyway. nativity. Pony nativity. I want to get one of those for Christmas. Um, Gets? Is that commercially available? Are you... <laughs> I don't know. I'll make one. I'll just buy a nativity scene, throw out Jesus, and then put Trixie in there. <laughs> throw out Jesus. Easy. Easy. Um, yeah. What do I rate the episode? Uh, because we're not rating Trixie. We're rating the episode as a whole. You're gonna hate me. And um, B, B, yeah. I'm saying B minus or C plus. That's that's bold. I would say like a B, like. It establishes some really interesting, like, lore stuff, but, like, with, like, the the weak cold open, the focus on spike rarity, the, like, you know what? general Drop into muddy a solid morals. C. Oof, I know, rough. I know, do, I know it hurts to do, because I talked so much, like, there's, there, again, there's so much good here. It's I just know. in a package that isn't super coherent yeah good so yeah there's a lot of stuff in this episode that's just kind of mid call me applejack because i be honest oh uh yeah so uh b minus but i wanted to mention something from uh dragon shy actually it's a note that i'm we can we can go through notes that we missed real fast sure sure um one of the notes that i missed uh which is something that you and i have talked about kind of extensively um but i've actually fully locked in on what i believe is uh loyalty kindness and honesty are all wrong (laughs) they're all loyalty should be fluttershy kindness should be applejack and honesty should be rainbow jack wait wait, hold on that is the first i've ever heard anyone say it because here's the thing a lot of people say that aj and and rainbow dash should Mm -hmm. be swapped and it's like yeah it makes sense like Right. Like, Rainbow Dash is, like, pretty honest to a fault, you know? Yes, she's and honest like, to a fault, and she's less loyal than... She uh, doesn't Tony's. follow her element that well often, you know? Like, no. I mean, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, we see her at the Shadow Ball. It's like, oh, I gotta stick by my friends. But overall, it's like, it doesn't seem super fading. Whereas in Applejack, mm-hmm. it's like, of course, she's, she's honest to AJ, you know? But also, like, she is, she's, like, I'd say loyal to a fault. Like, she was... You know, like almost dying of overexhaustion because she was so determined to harvest all the apples for her family because her brother was injured. You know, it's like I she's trying her best to be like loyal to her family and the citizens of Ponyville to provide, you know, the apple harvest. You know, and she's sure. Yeah, it does. Like I always thought that people were over exaggerating with that when it was like mentioned in passing, but the more that I think about it, it's weird to me. You know, but you think. Yes. You brought Fluttershy into the I see that mix. argument, but I'm throwing Fluttershy into the mix because uh, I think that, like, the elements of Harmony, I mean, save for, like, it's, it's kind of muddy. I think that a good quality in a, like, a, one of these kind of, like, virtues is something that kind of goes against who you are and makes it, like, hard like rainbow dash being honest isn't always like a good thing but she is always honest yeah like she understands she internalizes that like you know honesty can be kind of hard but i can do it well i guess that's sometimes true Um, with like 
pinky, you know, like, so, yeah, of course she's laughter fine, but like sometimes she can be poke a little bit too much fun, you know. Uh, yeah. This actually brings me up. Uh, there's a song that I really like in a later season called We're Not Flawless that basically addresses this like to a T that talks about the character flaws. And it's one of my favorite hmm. songs of the show. Uh, and I th- it'll be great to, to visit that at that point. Uh, talk specifically on th- their flaws, you know. Yeah, interesting. I think um, you're going to really enjoy it. Anyway. I bet I will. My bringing Fluttershine to the mix is that like the only time or one of the only times that she really truly like breaks her facade like not facade like breaks from her anxiety is for her friends and i can understand that being said as kindness but it's like like this episode she was not kind she was loyal she was not kind to that dragon but she was loyal to her friends i suppose that who, who and throughout would this entire episode would get- applejack okay throughout this episode uh or i mean throughout dragon shy applejack was nothing but kind she was patient and she was like with fluttershy the whole time she actually honestly she was like definitely like the most patient and understanding of yep. of the main six to her huh see that's like I don't, I don't know i guess in like in a bottle that i feel like would work um mm-hmm. but I, I don't know i feel like she can be sometimes a little less than kind a little too blunt so I also feel like kind of we mentioned it a little bit with the first episode and we mentioned it a little bit with the cutie marks, but like you can't really put like a single yeah. label on somebody. Like, you can't really of... say that like yeah. you embody this virtue perfectly, you know, like that's exactly. It's like every one of the main six is kind and like embodies each other's yeah. elements at some point. It's I was gonna say it's called being human, but they're uh it's called being pony. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just think that in this episode, uh I, I think that Rainbow Dash just is not loyalty at all, mm-hmm. and that's just going to keep coming back up more and more. I, I think so, She's... too, especially, like, I think just, like, from the get-go of her, like, her goal is, mm-hmm. you know, to, to is for herself, you know? And, like, whereas an Applejack is for, like, her family, you know? Yes, and, and it's not to say that's a bad thing. Like, I think it's great that Dash has goals, and it has this big dream that she wants to follow, like... Plus, the Rainbow, like, not the Rainbow, uh, the Wonderbolts are cool as hell. I think it's cool she wants to be a part of them. I had a freaking, like, Wonderbolts jacket in high school. Like, I, who wouldn't want to be a part That's of the Wonderbolts? That's so funny. It had little ears and everything. <laughs> I want to get that, uh, Fluttershy hoodie really bad. <laughs> That's all I really want. Um... But yeah, no, inter- so, interesting tangent. I don't know if I entirely agree with Applejack being kind. Fair. I feel like Fluttershy is peak kindness just as a whole. Like, just her demeanor. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I was wondering when we were going to talk about AJ and, and Dash being swapped. I, feel, I, I definitely feel that way. I feel like Fluttershy is peak kindness to a fault. But, like, I feel like when she really shines is when she actually breaks that kindness. Yeah, but we'll unpack some some of that break yeah. and kindness later. Because honestly, like some of my favorite episodes, like episodes of the entire show, are Fluttershy centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, we will definitely um, this this the, my opinion will change over time. Yeah, but that is just how I feel. We've right got now. we've got a long road ahead of us, and I'm I'm so excited. We've got it, a long road ahead. It of It feels us. really good to be back in it. I've I I've missed I've missed the girls. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I hope you're having fun uh, listening to us, uh, dear listener. Yeah. Uh, next episodes we are going to watch in um, in the 
next episode of the podcast are uh, Swarm of the Century and Bridal Gossip. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't remember which one Bridal Gossip was. Uh, great character introduced. Uh, not so great message. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, these are two relatively, like, iconic episodes in their own Oh, way. they are! Uh, get ready. We're gonna have some opinions. <laughs> we are gonna have some opinions, uh... And we're going to source people's opinions who are a little bit more legitimate than ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're uh, going to have to because it's going to be uh, a bit of a messy episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it means the world to us that you uh, took your time to make it to the end. Yeah, thank you all so much. It's been uh, It's been really great just kind of shooting it talking about stuff uh our intro and outro song is the 10 year anniversary of no matter what by violet pony violet pony featuring silver stripe and nami and um if you'd like to follow us we have a twitter account at fim is content that is friendship is magic is content uh and link to that bio are our individual twitters uh umul's art for me and raz pony for echo hell yeah yeehaw yeehaw